Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Three cheers for His Majesty the King. I can't believe it, but we are back from a nice little vacation. Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. Welcome back, Roberta. I missed you. Thank you. I missed you too. We have so much to talk about. I feel like this is going to be a really long episode. We're also twinning today, which does happen more often than not. But the fact that we're in virtual locations and this happens just always blows my mind. Our Stripe AYR shirts. This is the comfiest shirt I own. I own this in so many colors. So it's me too. It's a pretty high chance that we'll be twinning a lot. <laughs> that is probably why we, the chances are high. And your overalls. Hello, summer white overalls. I was actually inspired by Finn's team. Teachers. They're always in really cute overalls. And I don't think I can pull them off. They're taller no, you than look me, so but cute. I'm going for it. <laughs> Wait, where, what's the brand? Made well. <gasps> Love. Are they long or short? I can't tell from the They're zoom. long. I can't wear shorts that often. <laughs> I'm not so, a shorts person. They look so comfy and so great. Okay. I guess we should do Royal Housekeeping. I don't even remember how to do this. It's been so long. You can email us info at gallerypodcast.com. We have a good listener email coming up. Also, follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. I loved those wedding pictures. We're going to talk about the Jordanian wedding. Coming up, what else do we have on tap for today? As you mentioned, the royal wedding. Harry is in court this week, a day late, a day later than he was expected to be there. Lilibet is too. Eugenie had her baby, Ernest. We're also flashing back to the Queen's Jubilee, the silver, not the platinum, although we'll mention that too. We're chatting about Fergie's new podcast. Roberta, what a delight. So much is going on. I did want to also add Charles and Camilla. Where art thou? I, I'm sort of thinking that they haven't been in the press that much. We'll get into all of that. Yeah. Romania? Transylvania? Where are you guys? And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. All right. Well, before we get into all that, I want to hear your surprise royal refreshment. Rachel said she would surprise me today. <laughs> You're going to make fun of me for this one. I'm not going I'm gonna, to. I I'm going to crack it right now. Are you going to laugh? It's the oh. wine we received on the plane on the way oh my to gosh. the coronation, which I weirdly, I guess, tucked in my bag and it made it all the way home to New York City <laughs> unopened. It was a can. And I don't know how this was transported with all the luggage that I had to like downsize at the airport and use a scale. All the things I bought, this lovely, pretty can of Malbec is with me, and I'm sipping it now with you. The brand is called Nice, which is why it's so memorable. Oh, maybe it's Nice. (laughs) I don't know, actually, because that wouldn't have I felt like it was just like, nice, can of wine. I just pretended we went to France. We didn't go to France, so it's probably nice. (laughs) I don't know, Rachel. I have no idea, but that's amazing that you still have it. You know what I was just thinking was today is our one month anniversary of being at the coronation of King Charles. Well, being in London for the coronation, I should say. We weren't in Westminster. Do you miss the 24-7 togetherness? Because that was so fun. Oh, I miss it so much. I feel like I still, everyone, family, friends, everyone's asking how the trip was. And it was just such a delight to be there with you. Wait, what are you sipping? Oh, uh, nothing fun. Just a can of bubbly sparkling water. I'm catching up from being on vacation, as you guys know. Last week was a blur. It was so much fun. But... Someone said this to me, like, being on vacation with anyone under the age of four is not really a vacation. It's a relocation, which is true because my niece and nephew were there and they're three and one and my other, my cousin's son, who's four. So it was just like up every day at 7 a.m., pots and pans banging, so much chaos. It was so much fun, though. It's just 
like a different location with a lot of logistics. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that, though. It seemed like it was a nice getaway. And you had a friend's baby shower at the end? Yes, a friend's baby shower at the end. Before that, we were in St. George Island, which is this like so beautiful beach town in Florida and had a house with 14 people. So it was wow. it was so much fun. It was beautiful. I need to post a picture. Yes. Did all 14 of you gather around for the Ted Lasso and Succession finales? I am so ashamed to admit to you that I haven't seen the finale of Ted Lasso. What? <gasps> I know. Who are you, Roberta? <laughs> I know. I'm savoring it. I'm like really sad because my mom said she watched it after I left to come back to Philly and she said she cried. So I was like, oh, I no. cried. Oh, I was no. also on assignment. I covered it for pure wow. So I had like a deadline to watch it. As you know, I finished the succession finale last night. So I really can't talk. I did not watch what it. What did you think about succession? Whew. That's like very raw for you right now because it was last yeah. night. I read all the recaps before I went to bed. That's what I needed. Like how everyone yeah. else digested it. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. I mean, I'm not going to say any spoilers because I respect the fact that probably many of our listeners haven't finished it as well. Yeah. Just if they're like me. But it was quite a doozy. I will Roman. say, I was shocked at who ends up kind of over yes. the company. It's just very shocking. Yeah, and Roman and Shiv. I mean, it's just, it's Shiv. insane. I just, that last scene of New York is just very chilling. All right, should we get into our listener email? Yes, let's talk about the Royals. So Carmen wrote in, she said, I appreciated your take on the car chase because I also felt that the Sussex's statement was followed by a gotcha type of reporting versus just reporting on the facts. Carmen also goes on to say that she is disappointed with Mayor Eric Adams' response during that press conference, and she said she'd love to know the full results of the investigation that he mentioned would happen after that is concluded. Carmen also writes, quote, because of Spare, we all know how devastating and deeply impacting Princess Diana's death has been to Harry's life, and we all know how he has been plagued by the paparazzi and how Meghan has been hounded, harassed, and abused since she became a royal. So is it really fair for any of us to judge the level of trauma they experienced in the recent ordeal? I can't even begin to imagine living that life for two hours, let alone my entire life. It seems like once the queen removed their security, the paparazzi got free reign, much the way it happened to Princess Diana. Such a good point. I read a post the other day about this. I don't know if you saw this too, Rachel. I think it got a lot of likes, but it was like, just because someone drowns in two feet of water doesn't mean it's any less terrible or fatal than drowning in 20 feet of water and for them to say oh well it wasn't a high-speed car chase therefore you know I I agree the gotcha type of reporting was very prevalent yeah I feel like I've been really affected by how everyone's nitpicking this aspect where it, it kind of for me is like the fact that it happened in any fashion is not okay and I don't want to wake up in the morning and read something that's incredibly tragic related to Harry and Meghan and I feel like we just need to be more I don't know, just cautious with how we talk about this stuff. It just is, I mean, I believe their truth that it happened. And I I think that it is strange to me too, though, how it disappeared from headlines practically overnight, right? It totally did. I think I saw somewhere that that might be because they're actually planning on bringing some lawsuits forward. So that might be in the works. But we unfortunately didn't get a photo of Lilibet, but she turned two on Sunday. And I guess Harry actually missed his first day in court for this trial against the Mirror Group because of her birthday party celebrations. That's what Harry's lawyer told the judge. So I was pretty shocked that he said that. But I was honestly feeling so bad for him that all of his kids' life events, like big deal moments, birthdays are butting up against the coronation, now this trial, like he has to be on these epically long flights in tandem with these appearances in London. 
And last year, Lilibet's birthday was the Queen's Jubilee. Yes. So, like, I just saw, like, all these pictures, like, oh, one year ago was June 6th, and that was the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. And I just was like, wow, that was also Lilibet's birthday, too. They really can't catch a break. They, I totally agree. All right. Should we move on to our history? Yes, we will get into more about the court case, but I feel like it is absolutely unfolding. So we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. Yep. Now, this week in royal history. All right, this week in royal history, flashing back, as I said, not to the Platinum Jubilee last year, but to the Silver Jubilee that the Queen celebrated from June 6th to 7th in 1977. This was actually a really fun jubilee of the many that she celebrated to look back at. It's the 25th anniversary of her accession to the throne. I think just watching those visuals and thinking that she made it all the way to 70 years on the throne. She was 51 when this took place. It's really staggering, right? Because she's so young in these images. The videos online on YouTube are grainy. The horses are absolutely rambunctious. There's just that continuity, though, still where, you know, it it lends itself also to coronations as well. It's you see that pomp and circumstance play out in succession over and over again. Examples of that, Roberta, the gold stage coach. That was what she rode in. Apparently, the exterior had been regilded for this silver jubilee. We saw that at the Royal Muse, which was really exciting. It is on display there if anyone is jetting over to London anytime soon. We know that one million people lined the streets, and the queen, this was the New York Times description, was that she was like a modern Cinderella for this occasion. Isn't that a great I'm clicking of this. Her? Is this a photo? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that is Barbie core. That is yes. Margot Robbie approved for sure. So the queen's attire for the day is totally Barbie pink, which is the moment we are living in. The pitches in my inbox every single hour are related to Barbie core and the upcoming movie. The dress that she chose is, was designed by Sir Hardy Amy's. And the hat that she wore, which I think, Roberta, if you zoom in on the detail, had bell-shaped flowers dangling. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was designed by Frederick Fox. So it's Mm -hmm. worth kind of looking up these photos, you guys. Her service of Thanksgiving was held at St. Paul's Cathedral, not Westminster. Charles was there. So was Anne. And she was due with what everyone was calling a jubilee baby that turned out to be Peter Phillips. Aww. The royal drama at the time, because there's always royal drama, Roberta, was the fact that Princess Margaret had a front row seat, but her estranged husband, they were not yet divorced, was placed in the fifth row. This was Lord Snowden. Dun, dun, dun. They divorced in 1978. Mm. I just thought just parallels. Obviously, it's a jubilee, not a coronation, but there were notes in the descriptions and news coverage at the time that the queen was pensive throughout the service. We think of Charles, emo Charles during the coronation. She kept rearranging the folds of her dress. There was also a lot of talk about how modern it was that the queen did a walkabout after her service of Thanksgiving, that that was really an attempt to make things more connected to the people. Now walkabouts are something we talk about so frequently. Gosh, yeah. What would she think of Kate and William's pre-coronation walkabout with all the people that camped out? That, that yes. would be just like so staggering for Queen Elizabeth to imagine. Yeah, back then, right? And now this was one of my favorite details. After the Silver Jubilee, the queen had two rainbows. It was sprinkling and kind of raining at dusk, but they appeared over St. Paul's. It just seems to be her MO to get that beautiful end of day moment. We had a rainbow, I will say, going back from, we flew from Jacksonville to Philly on Sunday. And 
every time I see a rainbow now, I think of those rainbows when the queen passed away. And it just, I don't know. It's just a very royal tie for me now. Royal in rainbow. Finn is so into drawing rainbows right now. He's very oh. good at it. And it's like I mean, his favorite it's thing. the month to do it. Yes, Hello, he's also learning about private month. school. Oh, so I think that's, that's nice. inspiring a lot of it too. And as you said, I, we have to give this honorable mention. I know we were off last week, but June 2nd was the anniversary of the queen's coronation back in 1953. Also this time last year, the Platinum Jubilee. I will say that time feels so strange right now because I feel like June is halfway through summer and it just, it's like it's flying. Like I'm already thinking about Labor Day and it just makes me so sad. It's just going by so fast. Do you feel like that, Rachel? Yes. I mean, you and I are also hyper planners too. So I think that we <laughs> feel the pressure to get our ducks in a row logistically. And it does make it easier to enjoy because everything's plotted out, but it makes time go faster. So the fact that fast. a year ago we were having that Jubilee brunch at Queen's Yard is beyond for me. It is. It truly is. Like I, even being off a week, like it just warps your time so much. So I like went away in May and came back in June. It's just crazy. Okay. Moving on, let's talk about the royal wedding. This was the event of the year. I mean, my gosh, 700 guests. This wasn't on my calendar, Roberta. Why did I miss this? <laughs> totally flew under the radar until the very last second for me. I think you texted me and you were like, oh my gosh, Kate and William are at this wedding. And I was like, what wedding? Who? What's going on? That was the only time I bothered you while you were on vacation, right? I think I was very good. <laughs> Which I will say I'm upset that you didn't bother me. I know. I'm always torn. It's a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. So Crown Prince Hussein married Princess Rajwa in Jordan on June 1st. There were 700 guests, including Beatrice and Edo. Also, Dr. Jill Biden and her daughter, Ashley Biden, which, side note, this is such a tangent, but I think she lives one block from where I'm standing right now, or she Wait, used to what? in Philadelphia. Yeah, so there's this like massive, beautiful high rise near Society Hill. And I don't know if I'm giving too much away, but I don't think I am. And it has like a helicopter landing pad on top and a, the garage is where you drive in and then the car is lowered down and then you drive out like these really fancy like car garage. And it's just like so Ashley Biden, I guess, lived there at one point or might live there now. I don't know. But there's always like fancy cars. Yeah, Secret service, possibly. Also, the Middletons were there. What a, I feel like this was kind of strange. What did you think about that? I mean, I felt like the sleuthing of the photos when people were like spotted them. Zoom, you know, zoom, the, zoom. Yeah. And I was really trying to see it. And then I think we got confirmation that it was Pippa and Carol. I was really thrown by that. But the sleuthing that the royal crew crowds all oh, of no. us do, blown away. Bravo. Props, props to you guys. I will say that I think Kate being the future queen, it does kind of make sense. The future queen's family is also included, but just interesting. And also Nancy Pelosi, which I just saw the other day. I was like, oh, she was there too. So everyone who is anyone was there. Kate gets like a plus five. Also, Ivanka Trump was there. Those shots of William and Ivanka oh. chit-chatting. Tough to see for me, but that's tough. All. Tough. I will. Don't know the circumstances. Yeah. I want to highlight this, though, that William and Kate do share a lot of connections with the royal family of Jordan and the country of Jordan itself. So Queen Rania is on the council for the Earthshot Prize. Obviously, we know Kate lived in Jordan from a young age. She was two when they moved there for her father's job at British Airways. They also went there for a vacation, which was their 2021 Christmas card and took the kids. And that was kind of a very different shot from any of their 
previous Christmas cards. And so I think there's a lot of connections there and it makes sense that they would go. Kate curtsied to the queen, which is really interesting because she won't have to do that, you know, in at a certain point, not not wishing Charles away or anything right now, but there will be a time when she doesn't have to do that. So I want to talk about the bride's tiara moment. I don't know if you, did you see that there was a hidden message in her tiara? Oh, I did. There was like, oh, well, tell me about well, it. Well, the Arabic scroll, this, the Arabic language is so beautiful when written in its, it was on the side kind of in um, silver scroll and it was a play on her name and it meant hope to God, which was really beautiful. And they, I think Queen Rania has done that in the past. So she wore Ellie Saab for her first dress. And second look was Dolce & Gabbana, which was kind of a mm, question mark for me. I also didn't love the Dolce & Gabbana. It was like someone pointed out it was like a toilet paper dress that you make at like a bridal shower, <laughs> which kind of I was like, oh, yeah, kind of see that. But I wanted to ask you, Rachel, best dressed. I linked, You're putting them on the spot. I linked I'm here pulling to up the Royal Fashion royal Police fashion Instagram. Police. <laughs> I was already pulling it up. I didn't know that was what you were Shout linked, out I to whoever through. runs this account, Royal Fashion Police. We are big fans and use it a lot. We give you lots of traffic. We are always on it. I was actually, though, I will say first that came to mind for me was Beatrice. Only yeah. because I really was so curious about the actual outfit details. I'm looking at it now. Which, who was the designer on that? Which one? Was it the blue or the pink? The pink, the remac. Yeah, wrap. that one was stunning. And the York tiara, stunning. which this is their only second tiara moment in her entire life. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, this one just really jumped out. I mean, obviously, Kate, but who was your best dressed? Uh, so I want, like, I love Kate's, but I want to kind of mix it up here. Let's see. I'm going to take a look, too. I didn't even pick before this. I was, like, in such a rush. Good. I like the on the spot. Yeah, the pressure. on the spot. I do love the remacker too. Hold on. Hold on. Just the detailing. I was interested in Ashley Biden's choice to wear black. I feel like black to a wedding is kind of, is that weird or is that just me? I think that that's now accepted. That's like I really a thing. do. Okay. I liked all the cape dresses that were very close or by the same designer that Megan wore to her royal swan song back in 2020. Yes. I think I have to go with either Kate's first dress, the daytime one with the big billowy bishop sleeves or Pippa's. Temperly London dress, which I have no idea how anyone identified this just from this blurry, grainy shot, but it's it looks beautiful and I would love to wear that to a wedding. The light blue. I do know that I'm following so many of these brands more and more just thanks to the IDs of these. That's all I want to do is shop like the Royals. I want to have 10 weddings this summer and wear all of these dresses. I'm like, I'm trying to think of when I'd be able to dress up again. I know. I have one and I think it's a dress down one. Oh, Womp womp. <laughs> I'm still excited it's for like the, the wedding. I didn't mean it like, like that. Ooh. I just want to wear a ball gown. <laughs> Wait, where is, is that? It? Okay. Where is this? In Maine. In Maine. It'll That's be like low key and wonderful. Aww. Wonderful. But I might ask for a special favor to wear a ball gown. Yeah, definitely. Black tie. That's yeah, okay like there, I am right? always like, Dave, can you get invited to like like work black tie events? He's like, What are you talking about? <laughs> like, just get invited to like a gala or something i don't know like just do it so that i can wear something like this you need the occasion yes that's all i have though on the wedding i don't know if you wanted to add anything else no i think it was just really exciting for me i wanted to just call out kate's makeup i mean we had a lot of distant photos but for me the way that she styled her hair with the lover's knot tiara Mm. her makeup her eye makeup looked more dramatic to me than it typically does so i was really captivated by that oh yeah and i wanted to call out her two pink dresses felt like another kind of 
moment where she's just been wearing so much pink and it's like she's totally embracing barbie core i was a little sad that her blazer today was actually blue because i was like no continue the trend of barbie core until yes. the movie comes out i am 100 percent going to the theaters to see that movie oh it is in my calendar i think i'm gonna go walk fins at camp during the school day i love it is that okay i love it's it it's weird right i wish Daytime we could movie. go together actually maybe we can maybe we can let's talk yeah let's, let's talk <laughs> let's offline all right. Well, this is a total random for the news section, but it was a big week for the Yorks. First of all, Princess Eugenie, we finally got word that she had her baby, her second baby, Ernest George Ronnie Brooks Bank, arrived on May 30th. And just to go along with, we saw lots of reports in the tabloids that she was in labor on Friday, late Thursday night, I think it was. And lo and behold, that was all inaccurate. She had delivered at the Portland Hospital on May 30th. So you I called it, though. Delayed. Didn't you sleuth the very first report she was in labor? Like, you well, were I saw it on, on Twitter, it. but at that point, she had already had the oh. baby. So it was inaccurate information. I will say I wanted to shout out Annie Fitzsimmons, who everyone remembers came on the podcast last January, I think. It was over a year ago. But when we were in London, Roberta had to catch a flight, and I had the honor of getting a little tour. And Annie took me past Portland Hospital, way out of this, uh, the main part of the city. And it was really fun. I was there, obviously, to see it as the place that Archie was delivered. But now, just to have the additional context of Ernest's birth pain birthplace. That's a hard thing to say. Ernest's birthplace. Yeah, I feel like that should be a plug for Annie. If you're ever in London and need like royal travel recs, go back and listen to the episode, but also reach out to her on Instagram. She's Or just fabulous. follow her on Instagram. She has so many things that I'm always screenshotting and jotting you, down. that she took you by the Portland Hospital. It was part of her tour. So she funny. just knows us so well, Roberta. So about Ernest's name, George, Ernest's middle name, is a nod to Ernest's great-great-great-grandfather, George, which is King George V. Ernest was also King George V's middle name, but George is also a nod to Jack's dad, who died in 2021. I'm so glad you are illuminating this for me because I was so confused. I reread her caption. I was like, she doesn't explain where Ernest came from, but I'm glad you mentioned that. I had to dig deep, Roberta. And then Ronald is also a nod to Fergie's dad. So I thought it was just a beautiful combination to um, honor all of those individuals that have meant a lot to their lives. Ernie, baby Ernie. Yes. Oh my God. I hope they call Augie Augie and Ernie. Ernie. Those are such old man names. It's really funny, actually. I love it. I've been saying Oscar is my son's middle name and that was my grandfather and I just love it. And Matt cannot see past like Oscar the Grouch, but I like Absolutely love it. And I've been meeting so many Brooklyn kids with the name Oscar. Just the old old man baby names is my thing. I also this is might be weird to say because he's your son, but Oscar Isaac. I mean, it's like a hot Ugh. man name now. So it's Did I tell you I saw Oscar Isaac in the crosswalk outside the Trader Joe's? I was in my car and he was pushing his son and I was like, <gasps> Wait, was he like, shopping at Trader Joe's? It was just at the crosswalk outside of Trader Joe's. So I cannot oh. confirm. Maybe. Maybe they were in Did there looking up good? some bombas or something. Of course. Roberta, when does he not? Wow. <laughs> He's doing that play in New York right This now. should be like and a segment here. of like Bowie's celebrity signings in Brooklyn. We're also like on a million tangents. We apologize. Yeah. We are getting back on track right now with Fergie's podcast, you guys. Tea Talks with the Duchess and Sarah Thompson. That is her full name, but Duchess and Sarah is the actual name of the show. Dropped its first episode this last week. It's kind of a delay, Roberta. It's a delay. I'm just going to say. I, I listened to it while running errands this morning, and I was really – 
so like surprised, delightfully surprised that it went so well. I think that it was very real and raw. I was hoping for a mention of Baby Ernie, but of course they probably recorded before. Well, it came out. Yes, it came out a few days before we were publicly informed yes. of the baby news. So, but it was great. There was su- such a casualness and a rapport between them, and I really like Sarah Thompson. I tried googling Me her, too. and there's like a million Sarah Thompsons in London. She's the founder of children's newspaper First News. Oh, was the ID okay. that I saw in a UK paper. But yes, I really liked their rapport and connection together. Some of the details that stood out, I loved that Fergie kind of talks about how she prefers to be called Fergs. That's how she knows that you're like a real true, An true friend. Yeah. Also that they chose their producers. They were joking, of course, but that one looks like Ashton Kutcher and the other is a Dr. McDreamy lookalike. And they both were hilarious and saying, if we're going to do this with like the 3000 resumes, might as well go for the lookers. They are married. That but it was to really me funny. revealed that they both watch Grey's Anatomy, which was a fun little yes. thing to, yes. to know about them. And it is called Tea Talks, but this made me laugh. They forgot the tea for the first episode, which felt so relatable for you and me with the Royal Refreshment segment. Sometimes it's a dash to the fridge, but let's play that moment from the show. <laughs> tea, tea we lady, tea, tea lady. <laughs> oh, wait, that's you. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to get the tea. <laughs> I, I'm bringing the tea. Yes, please. <laughs> Where is the tea? Ah, here we have it. <laughs> is it actually there? <laughs> Oh, no, it's going to be cold. Has it been out there the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, no, oh no, look, tea lady. Oh, here we go, tea lady. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. I'm pouring. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, no, no, a tea. Oh. A tea without tea. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, we can actually be tea talks now. Oh, look, good looking David. Dreamy. <laughs> dreamy, dreamy, dreamy. dreamy. <laughs> Hysterical. Hysterical. It just made me laugh because I really feel like the casualness and the informality is what makes podcasts such a great space for everyone, but also for the royals because we've now seen Megan have her podcast. We've seen Fergie. Mike Tyndall has a podcast. You know, Kate has appeared. William, too. I just, I love the long length of the conversation, of course, but also just the ability to be a little bit more relaxed. And I do feel like Fergie has a tendency to kind of go off on these weird tangents or like say, like she quotes random people like Einstein, like throws it about. And it's kind of all, it's a little bit much, but I appreciate so much the other Sarah, her co-host, keeping her on track. She was like, so we'll bring that back to why kindness is so important. Like it just, it felt like they balanced each other really well. So it was. Yeah. And they said, that they're going to maybe have a guest segment, which they're going to call Drink or Spill, which I'm like, are they drinking alcohol, tea? Like, it needs to probably be alcohol for it to be a real choice, but we'll find out. I I did, too, like how – I feel like we're just going through every moment in the episode, but I, I took notes because I, I knew we were going to talk about this, but how – Fergie revealed that every time she goes through the airports, it's like a selfie fest. Everyone wants to take a photo of her and like they try to do it very surreptitiously. And she's like, do you want to take a photo? Like she asked people and then they're like so bashful and they try to pretend they weren't doing anything. And I thought, oh, no, I hope we never have that. Just take just ask them. I think it's awkward to be pretending you're not taking their photo. It is true. I love that moment too, Robert. I love that you called that out. I thought it was interesting too how she talked about how she has a tendency to trust too much and too many people in that regard. Also, Sarah asked her, her friend Sarah asked Fergie if she wants a boyfriend. And then she adds, can't have Dreamy. He's married, their producer. But Fergie says yes. So that kind of is a continual narrative that we've heard after seeing her her in person at the 92nd Street Y. Yep. 
The oh, the other thing that she revealed too is this thing that tied in Kate and William was that they love pickleball. And oh, I saw a story in the Sun like two days ago that said Kate and William were spotted at a luxury pickleball court playing doubles with another couple, which is just hilarious to me that they all love pickleball. I don't know. That just felt like such That's a awesome. left field. I'm thing. playing pickleball on Friday this week, which I'm really excited about. Okay. But I've also been dabbling in it. And it's really it's really fun. But the rules I'm struggling with a little like the whole in the kitchen concept. It's. It's I don't even know what that means. I have no idea. Do you yeah, see I'm the learning. blank stare on my face? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> I'm I've... learning. <laughs> I mean, it's, now it's very royal of you to play. It's time for the royal highs and lows. All right, before we adjourn the royal pod, here are highs and lows. My low, I was really kind of just troubled over my vacation to see this headline pop up that a U.S. judge will hear an appeal today from the Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative think tank. They're arguing that the Duke of Sussex's visa application should be made public following his revelations of past drug use, aka he shouldn't have been let into this country when he moved here with Megan because he admitted in spare that he did mushrooms and cocaine and marijuana. And this just to me feels like such a PR ploy. What do you think? Yeah, it definitely is really gross. And it's just giving more headlines that this, you know, I don't think that the review will actually change anything. It seems so ridiculous. And I I dug into it. It was like, you have to be an addict to be revoked a visa request. I don't know. Like, it's, it's all very complicated. This is all for headlines, it feels like. So I think with Charles and Camilla, this is what my low is that they just feel sort of absent in the scheme of royal news right now. Like, look at this headline I just sent you. This is the Telegraph. Look at every single headline top of the fold. I'm calling it the fold, even though it's the Internet. It's all hairy. It's there. You know, Charles, we know, is in Romania. He sold his Welsh farmhouse. Camilla had her first plaque revealed at the British Racing School. But it's just not attracting the buzz that the headlines are around the Waleses and continually Harry in particular. Yeah. So I know we have Trooping coming up next on June 17th and then Ascot, which I imagine Charles will make an appearance at as well as Camilla. But I'm just, I want to see more splashy things from them or just know what's going on. It's just, it's not making the news cycle. It's really not. I saw something today that was like Camilla gets a new title and it was the New Zealand Order of Merit, which is fabulous and that's great. But it does feel like they just don't garner, they don't do the things that garner as much attention and... I don't know. I totally agree. My high this week is that there is a Hogwarts for hippies that is the choice for European royals. That is the New York Times article that came out about UWC Atlantic, which is in South Wales. It's a private boarding school. It sounds, I mean, stunning. It's a 12th century castle hugging the rugged coast of South Wales. And there's a lot of European royalty that attend. So it's the the school of choice for the heir to the throne of Spain, Princess Leonor, also the Netherlands, Princess Alexia just graduated, also the heir to the Belgian throne attended. I just want to attend this school. It sounds so cool. (laughs) Sounds so up your alley, Roberta. There's a ban on fancy, flashy things, though. They can't bring, like, designer bags or Rolexes or anything. It's really interesting. Wow, the great equalizer. 40,000 a year. Do you have a spare 40K to lend me? And I will, I can go. Yes, let's look into that. Investigation, Yeah. My high is just this appearance we got this week today of Kate dropping by the Windsor Family Hub. It was right near Adelaide. We got some pics, but I just loved her Zara blazer. Mm -hmm. It's a repeat, sadly, but it is compelling me to get more gingham out of my closet for summer. Mm, I'm mad when she wears past season stuff because then you can't just immediately buy it. But I do want a gingham blazer now. 
All right, just a reminder before we close, please leave us a royal rating. We have had not many new ratings or reviews in the past few weeks, and so we'd love, love, love if you guys would leave some more reviews that we can read, shout you out on the podcast at the end. We love, love hearing from you guys. Or send us a longer note, info at gallerypodcast.com. Also follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And I was going to say DMs count as well. DMs count as well. But we love a review so that it's public and then we read your name on the yes, episode. Please, please. And we are sending you the virtual love. So much virtual love. All right. Till next week. It feels good to say that again. Till next week. God, God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.